Hi. Beam me Hi. This is Alzheimer's. What they forget to tell you. Episode... 20. 20. Already. Podcast 19. Because you always try to cut me off. I do? When when I say that part. You say, don't, don't bother with that. But, you know. I'll never do it again. Okay, I'm... look how many people. Wow, there's a crowd. Hi, everybody. Mm-hmm. Welcome. How has your week been? <laughs> How's my week? <laughs> well, uh... Okay. Yours? Okay. Uh, you know, I had a very eventful week. Um, the tribe has returned. Everybody is in full effect. Everybody's on the mend. Feeling good. Um, hi, Tammy. Hi, Steve. And yeah, so I'm very happy because when uh, the kids are healthy, hubby's healthy. And it's March break. Don't lie. You're probably going crazy. No, it's been good because the kids are in camp. Oh. Yeah. Kids you're are learning, camp. You're learning. Kids are you're camp. Learning, so you're learning. I haven't. Those are old school tricks. Yes, I haven't yeah. yet lo- lost my mind. Um, but you know, once I pick them up at three, it's a short fuse. So you know, school's uh, right around the corner. Excited about that. But no, it's been nice having them home. It's been nice having them healthy. So I can't complain. Good. Yeah. Very good. We're waiting for. Well, what are we going to talk about this week? Why don't you introduce? So a couple things. I know that you had been asked uh, inbox-wise from a few people um, the difference between caregiving at home and caregiving in a nursing home. So I wanted to touch base on that. Um, our My sister, your cousin, is going to be calling in hopefully soon. She has her own um, experience with her father who is going through this journey of Alzheimer's himself and he is in a nursing home. So we will hear from her shortly. Um, hi, Sandy. Hi, Joel. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, and there uh, she is. Oh, wow. Speak of the devil. She didn't want to be on camera. Uh, hi, Sandy. Hi, Joel. Thank you for watching. So, Sin, you got to turn yeah. your technology uh, way down. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. It's like surround sound. I'm going to put you on mute. No, because I can still hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. (laughs) Can you hear me now? How about now? I'm not even listening to myself. I'm just watching you guys on mute. Okay. So I was just introducing the podcast and the live feed this evening. We were talking about um, the difference between caregiving at home versus caregiving in a nursing home. Um, I had just kind of briefly let everybody know that you were going to call in and that yourself is going through um, this similar experience with your dad having Alzheimer's and being in a nursing home. So would love to hear a little bit of your experience on Um. that. Okay, I don't know where you want me to start. Like, did you want me to start just um, telling you a little bit about how we got there? Yes. Yes? Okay. Yeah. Um, So my dad, he's currently 84. 84. Um, He, um, we put him in a nursing home in 2004. Um, but prior to that, we had been, he had been suffering with dementia-like symptoms, confusion, and things like that, um, as a result of a brain injury that he um, that he had in the eighties. So can, there was. Can we yeah? just pause you for a second? 
Can sure. you hear Cindy? Um, can you let us know if you can hear Cindy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can hear me? No, just asking our live feed right now, people who are tuning in, can you guys actually hear her? Um, so she's calling in. She's not here. So just anybody who's watching, just give us a... Can you just a, say yes or no? A thumbs if, up uh, or some feedback. Can yeah. you guys hear? <laughs> Vincent, can you hear her talking um, as she's calling in? Okay, yeah, great. Okay, perfect. Okay, go on. Um, okay, so um, it was our decision to put my mom and my dad in the nursing home in 2004 um, because my dad started to um, wander uh, out of the condo that we had him living in. Um, and it became a safety issue. Right. So um, my mom was also dealing with some physical illness, but um, it was mainly for my dad's safety. So my dad moved into a full-time, like, 24-hour nursing home in 2004. Um, and since then, he has slowly deteriorated. Sorry, um, He's still... Uh, He's still strong physically, but, um, you know, his, his cognitive functioning um, is has deteriorated quite a bit since then. Uh, but that was the main reason why we had placed him there was for his safety. For sure. Mm -hmm. So what has been the challenges, even though your dad is in a nursing home, because we had spoken a little bit about that, that even though um, maybe your parent or loved one is in a nursing home, you're still the first point of contact. Mm -hmm. So what have been some of those challenges? Uh, so I guess, okay, so first of all, per the personal challenges that I have are more are more so the guilt, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I can't take care of him the way that I would, I would like to. I've got two young ones and we moved away for a while, so it just wasn't in um, our capability to do that. So I do have a lot of guilt in terms of not being able to give him that 24 hour care. Um, but from a caregiving perspective, uh, one of the frustrations I have is that even though I am considered his caregiver and his guardian, I don't have a lot of control mm -hmm. over the care that he gets because he's with the nursing staff 24 hours a day um, and the medical staff over there, the PSWs are with him. Um, you know, during the day, and so uh, I see him not as much as I would like to. Um, and so, anytime there has to be a decision, they call me uh, or they send me a letter um, to let me know what's going on. So, as much as I would like to be 24 hours hands on, I can't, and the care that he's getting is somewhat out of my control in the sense of the day to day like operations, right? Yeah, okay. And I guess things like uh, we were talking about, um, some things like for me, because my mom's at home, you know, if, I, if there's a change, I can implement it right away. And with right. you, you, that was like one of the biggest challenges you face because it has to go through, I guess, rules or right. So policies when, or... Yeah, so historically when I've asked for changes, like say for example, um, we had some issues. The other thing too, which I didn't mention, which I think is also important, is because he's in a nursing home environment, it's not only him, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got a roommate, he's got a bunch of other um, seniors that are living in the nursing home that have their own different challenges, and so you also have to throw those dynamics into play as well. Um, so a few years ago we had an issue with my dad wandering into other people's rooms 
Um, and it started to become a safety issue because he was either, it would either end up being that he would physically assault the person or he would be physically assaulted um, for, because he was confused, right? Right, right. So, um, with all of that, and and so I had suggested that um, maybe there needs to be more behavioral, um, like, programs for him. Uh, And like you said, Karen, it's not so much like, okay, we're going to start tomorrow. Like it had to be, we had to organize a care conference that had all of the individuals that were involved in his care. Um, We had to go through all the proper channels um, in order to make sure that everything was in place. Um, And even then, uh, the only amount of follow-up that I could have done was the the amount that I was able to give, right? Like they have so many residents that they have to take care of. They can't call me every day to give me an update on how the program went so really when they call me it's either because they need consent or something signed to continue some part of his care or something has gone wrong Mm -hmm. but if something if everything is going really well then I don't hear from them right and the same challenges in the home like um uh if like yeah I have a caregiver full-time but I still have um, supplementary hours from it, well it's not CCAC it's the Lynn now mm-hmm. um, and what does that stand for again sin oh uh, it's a local it's a health integration local network I network think. okay yeah, the, yeah which changed all the regions yes. yeah right yeah so um, yeah same thing too like if if there's um, a change that I'd like to make you know you still have to have that the same type of meeting like I'll have like the director and then the manager of the agency as well to make sure everyone's on board. So yeah, I understand that frustration. Yeah. I mean, one of the advantages of having him in the nursing home is I know I'm not able to provide that intensive care that he needs. And so, um, in that sense, I, I do feel somewhat secure in knowing that, you know, he sees the doctor every Monday and, um, no one has to take him to the doctor. Like the doctor right. goes there, and you know his hygiene's taken care of, his food is taken care of. They monitor his like nutritional intake, like all of that stuff. I'm truly grateful for. Like I also don't want it to seem as if putting him in the nursing home is also um, like a giant burden. It's not. It's just there are certain limitations as a family member that we may not have um, in dealing with their challenges. That say like like what you're dealing with Karen Mm -hmm. um because I don't have as much say I mean I do legally but I don't if you I don't know if that makes any sense no I I understand but and to get back to the guilt thing I think no matter what um I think it's just an, an innate thing that we have because even though I have my mom with me I always no matter what there's always that sense of guilt like even if I have to step out for a second it's always that thought well what if something happens so I don't mm-hmm. think you could ever get away from that guilt maybe it's the catholic guilt <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe or maybe it was my mom telling me that I dumped her in a, in a nursing home <laughs> perhaps perhaps you know that that also kind of contributes <laughs> the subliminal the messages guilt. yeah <laughs> I don't even think they're subliminal they're pretty much right they in were your face overt so. <laughs> blatant <laughs> right yeah but yeah um, yeah 
Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things, but I think one of the things I am grateful for is because there's the challenges he's experiencing now, I think it's one of the things I love is that his staff is predominantly Filipino. So one of the things that has recently... Yes, Cindy's Filipino. (laughs) Yes. She's not a wannabe Filipino. She's absolutely Filipino. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as you know, like one of the things that happens later on in the stages is that they sometimes will lose their ability to speak certain languages. So my dad no longer speaks English. Um, And so, which is a big communication barrier for me because I don't speak Tagalog. Um, But that's, I am truly grateful because the staff there will talk to him in Tagalog and they're they're there. And so he feel like he can communicate with them um, a lot more. And if he was with me, I honestly, I don't necessarily know what I would be able to do in that situation other than make sure that maybe you know, the caregiver that I would have taken care, help take care of him speaks that language. But, um, like there's a lot of challenges I didn't really think, uh, were going to happen. But that's that really, happen. that's really interesting because like, well, with my mom, she com- like, that was aphasia, right? She lost her language completely. However, oh. um, it's interesting that they do remember what they initially remembered, like his first yeah. language, right? Yeah, actually an interesting, so when I go there and I see him, um, we don't really talk, we don't really talk much um, because we have that language barrier now, Um, but once in a while I'll take one of my really good friends who speaks Tagalog, and when she speaks with him, he, it's amazing what he remembers, like he would tell her stories about, you know, what he did, like as a job when he was, when he was working, um, and he would talk about, you know, his life in the Philippines, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, like, the things that I heard him talk about, and even his personality kind of changed, right? Because I think um, he remembered a lot of, like, he would tell a lot of, sort of like, things that I haven't heard in, like, years. Um, but then when it's me and him, there's not a lot of dialogue. So you have, to, you have to learn a new language, Sin. I know. You're slacking. It's hard. You're slacking. But see, the thing is, I try. I try to talk to him, and he laughs at me, and then I feel, <laughs> I feel all self-conscious because I'm like, yeah, I know. It sounds really horrible. I know so. I know. Pong it. That's ugly. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's not something I want to say to my dad. Yeah, no. So, um, mm. Oh, how, how about Mahal Kita? That's I love Oh, that works. Right. See, yeah, right, yeah right, that's right. a good one. I, I'm bilingual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and I speak the same language. <laughs> see, you know exactly the same language. That's it. And Ponset. <laughs> oh, Ponset. And yes. Lumpia. Mm-hmm. But those are foods. See? So no, you got it. But yeah, I mean, I think that's those are the main the main challenges. I, I've I've had. Oh, and then the, one of the things too, um, and if there's anybody that's watching that has their. Um, loved ones or considering some other putting their loved ones in a nursing home um especially the one um the newer nursing homes that are multi-level they do um place your family member based on level of functioning um so on the main floor will be what you would consider higher functioning residents and as you go on higher 
then they're the lower functioning and and almost dependent residents. Is that also based on like security? So like it know, is okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. in order to go into the elevator, you need to put in a code mm-hmm. for it to go up and down in order well, that, to leave that makes the building. Sense. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. Now the the problem the the issue that arose with with my dad was my dad and my mom moved in there together. My mom was the higher functioning person, so she would always watch over my dad. Um, so my mom passed away in 2010, and at that time, um, because my dad was now on his own, they had considered moving him to the higher level, like the higher floors, right. um, because of his functioning level. Um, now, in a lot of nursing homes, um, that would have just been the case for safety reasons that they would have just moved him up there. Um, but because he was there for so long, the staff really advocated to keep him there on the main floor because that change for him would have been so devastating um, that it would be like they, they didn't think that it would be good for his for his like day to day life. So they do keep they have kept him on the main floor even though he is technically considered low functioning. Um, so they have to have certain things in place. So there's an alarm on his bed um, and there's an alarm on his wheelchair so that if he tries to leave or tries to escape, the alarm will go off and the nursing staff will know that, um, you know, that he's trying to leave. That's good because there's a lot of mishaps that you hear about uh, people wandering or getting out of the nursing home, which I don't understand, but I, right. I've heard of stories like that where... Right. I, I couldn't I don't understand how but uh, people, yeah. people get out well what will happen sometimes um, there was one lady that used to live there um, and she was <laughs> she was on the third floor uh, but she was historical like notorious for like sneaking out <laughs> and so what would happen is and then like so on the main floor there's like a cafe and like a little like hallway with like the hairdresser and the main lobby and all that kind of stuff. So she would go down there in the morning, um, and she would dress in regular clothes, like not regular clothes, but like um, as if she was going out with her shoes. And when strange, like when families would be leaving, she would just follow them out as they put, put in the code. That's yeah, smart. So she would, that's really smart. So then they had her picture up. On the <laughs> <laughs> you see this woman sneaking out oh, with you? <laughs> don't allow her to leave, right? <laughs> um and so that was and then i think that was before they they put the um the keypad in the in the elevator so they the keypad in the elevator which then now she can't go up and down the elevator without putting in the code either um but yes they're very they're very clever yeah yeah you know um but with the alarms everything has to do with consent Right, because we're looking at government-funded um, agencies, um, and so everything to the like down to putting in the seatbelt on the wheelchair, you have to sign a consent form every year um, to say that you're saying that it's okay to do that. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they do try and and keep them safe as much as possible. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so the alarms are helpful. Um, he doesn't wander anymore, but he, you know, um, now he's very much just kind of 
just lies down or watches TV. <laughs> That's all he does right now, so. And how long has he had um, dementia? Um, that's a kind of hard question to answer because, so he had, he had suffered from encephalitis when I was 12, so back in the 80s, and that was um, very much like aphasia, so he was always, he was always um, uh, verbally um, limited from the brain injury. Um, The confusion started maybe around his early 60s, late 50s, um, but then it deteriorated quite quick. Um, the neurologist had said that it was probably due to the encephalitis because his brain mass had already depleted by 5% due to that brain injury. Wow. And so, therefore, um, a lot of the confusion and, and the dementia symptoms, um, the onset was quite quick. Um so, he, but he was he was quite like independent as long as he followed routine for a while. Uh, when he became um, a, a flight risk was when um, he would like he escaped the hospital twice when he was there. Um, he left the apartment and we couldn't find him. Um, and at that point, we decided that it, you know, it just was no longer safe. And it was, it was difficult for my mom also because he was very aggressive right. towards my mom when he was confused. So we had to worry about her safety as well. Does he um, talk about your mom? No. Okay. Once in a while, he will. He'll, but he doesn't necessarily. Um, he doesn't. He, he knows that she's no longer alive. Okay. Um, but like she has to see, he has to see a picture or something. I think what I think that so I look very much like my mom. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he thinks know, you're for those right. who know me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so even the last time I saw him, he he <laughs> he was sleeping, and so I was sitting at the foot of his bed waiting for him to wake up, and he woke up and he looked at me, and I think he thought I was my mother <laughs> because the look he he looked really scared. And then he closed his eyes and pretended to go back. <laughs> please, please. Until I left. And I felt so bad. I felt so, so bad. So I laughed. I'm hallucinating. Wanted, like, I'm hallucinating. Oh, my God. It was horrible. So, um, so yeah. So he doesn't. He'll, if he sees pictures of her, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but he doesn't. When, he, for, when my mom first passed away, it was hard. Because um, with... Uh, with all of you know his limitations he would repeat things over and over again yeah Yeah. so i would have to kind of relive that conversation like every 10 minutes um you know you know she died you know she went to the hospital and didn't come back and then like five minutes later he would start with the same narrative and and so that was kind of difficult but one of the things i'm truly grateful for and i know i don't know if this sounds insensitive or not so i do apologize if it does is because of my dad's level of functioning, he did not have to grieve Good, yeah. as badly as same the as, rest of the family. Yeah, same as my mom. Same. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that is so, one good thing, I would yeah. think. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Any other questions for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that was great. I mean, sharing another perspective, especially, you know, somebody who's 
actively going through it. That's amazing. And again, for anybody else, any of the other viewers that are watching or will see this later, if you guys want to share your story as well, please like inbox or even leave a comment and we would love to have you guys call in same way and just share. It's, uh, it's always great in terms of learning from other people's experiences and perspectives and stuff. So it's definitely appreciated. Yes. Thanks a lot. Cause I know and we have to try to get her on camera because she's always uh, ready. No, but like she's, I don't understand how she's live camera shy. I don't do live camera, no. <laughs> even this is kind of awkward because I don't know what I'm sounding like, so I don't even know if I'm going to apologize ahead of time if I don't watch the podcast later. So I do apologize. Um, one day, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't understand. Help me understand. Don't. No, you don't have that kind of time. <laughs> How are you like... I'm telling you. You can't get her unprepared, even if you have like. I'm, I'm telling you, don't you don't have that kind of time. shutter. <laughs> I don't. It makes I will sense. come on. Okay, you know what? I will. It's promise, not logical to me. On. I know it's not logical to me either. Yeah. It's just you can't it's, say it's not logical to you. You're doing it. It's, but I will one one day. Okay. Um, if if anybody does ask, have any questions after. Um, you know, for me, I'll be happy to answer. One thing I didn't talk about, which is kind of outside of the scope of what we were talking about, is um, when you place them into fi like nursing homes, what the financial. Oh um, no, you do have to talk about that. Do we have time? Do we have time? To talk or should maybe we should we can, focus well, on that we, next week. We, uh, well, are you going to come back next week? For if a few you want me to come back next week, I can come back next week. Yeah, for um, like come back about, like on camera next week. Okay, we'll talk okay. about the financial aspects of the nursing home because yeah. that's very important. It's and maybe even verse, like maybe you guys can do a comparison because you would have a, a great perspective of the financial aspect of taking care in the home. Mm -hmm. And then Cindy has that opposite perspective in the nursing home so that, you know, people and can get an understanding. And the, um, what you, what's involved when you um, take care of somebody in the home. So, Sin, are you yeah. down for that? We can call you. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And then, you know, yeah, we can start that off for the next podcast. Um, and definitely, you know, give that perspective to people who don't are, you know, they don't understand what to do or they're confused in what the best way to do their stuff. You mm -hmm. know, it's a really good thing to be able to kind of look at both sides. So, okay. Yes. Thanks Thank for you. having me on. You guys are doing awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Sin. All right, we'll see you guys. Okay, All right, bye. see you. Bye. bye. Thank you. So that was great. Um, again, I will tell you guys one more time, you know, that is always warranted and appreciated. And, uh, you know, and we invite you to do that. I think learning from anyone going through this type of situation is of utmost value because we learn from each other and we learn from experience, right? So... There's never too much information, I guess, when you're dealing with something like this. No, because we're always learning all the time, right? Every day. Every single day. It's a learning opportunity with this disease. With what? They forget. Oh, why don't why don't you do the reveal? Oh, the reveal. Oh, the, re oh, the you're reveal. You're wearing the reveal. Well, part of the reveal. So. Sneak peek. We, first and foremost, the book. We haven't uh, shown the book the past couple of podcasts. No. So again, available for your reading purposes and your purchase. Everything is in here. Like I'm not just 
saying that really it's everything I had to look up it's everything they didn't tell you and it's very raw like it's it's not sugar-coated it's exactly what they forget to tell you even the unglamorous stuff okay so that being said you've gotten a few things together for this campaign um, the WTF T-F-T-T-Y is, it stands for What They Forget to Tell You, Alzheimer's, What They Forget to Tell the name of the book, obviously. Um, and, you know, you can purchase your own teas. Yes. Well, you have yours, too. So there's that patch, if you guys can see it. That's the logo. I love it. Did yeah. you pick it? Yes. It's so nice. Um, and then, of course, on the back, I don't know if you guys can see. It's probably backwards. Yeah, so it's backwards. What they forget to tell you. Crazy We're looking right like I know. <laughs> um, there's hats for sale. But, um, but that's not the... F- the f- yes, this is my the, hat. Yeah, this is just her this hat. This is my custom hat. And this is my custom hat. Um... We have a few different things, right? We're just showing you just so that you guys can have an idea. There's something that you can see here. Are we that... gonna do the thing? What's that? The gangster thing. Are we? No, we aren't going to. But you can. Wah, wah, wah. Come on, you gotta get. You gotta get. Oh, 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 oh. That's how you have to wear it. You have to wear it like you know. Where you can't don't, see they, the person's they, eyes. That's right. They don't know where you're looking. Like. You don't, look, you don't know if I'm looking at you. Boy. No? No. I think so. Okay. Hats. Teas. Books. Can all be yours. For the price of... No, I was going to do a price is right thing, but it's not really no, fitting. don't do it. Yeah, just um, inbox, guys. If you want your own, that'd be great because it's all going to a great cause. This one here is about to travel the world on speaking engagements for the book and for Alzheimer's awareness and her own experience. And of course, again, it's not free. So we are um, <laughs> we are doing this campaign oh. to help aid and assist in that adventure. Yes. Um, Nick, Nikki. Picnic? Yeah. She wanted to, She's. I think she's actually here. What do you mean? I like can't. in Bolton, visiting her aunt. Where is she usually? And she wanted to have a dance off with you. Where is she usually? Windsor. Windsor. Well, where's Picnic? Where's Nick Pick? I don't know. She's not here. Maybe she's. Maybe she's. Maybe she's on the four hundred one. Bring it, girl. Remember, she said she wanted to come on the four hundred one to see. Well, you know, you know where to find me. She I don't wanted run. To, she I don't wa- run. She wanted to do a dance off with Let's you. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna see her on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, again, let's not get sidetracked. Um, just to kind of... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Here we go again. Just to end this live feed, wanted just to say thank you for everybody, again, for t- tuning in, as usual, each week. We usually see the same faces, the same names, and uh, we're grateful. We're, and we have to talk about the amount of views and love that we've been getting. Even Avis is a fan of the podcast. Avis Fabro. And we've been like I think it's fourteen thousand views. Wow, like that? Yeah, like oh, that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like Thanks, that. guys. So thank you very much. So share, 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 share. Sharing is caring, and let's get the word out. Yeah. So we can make a difference. Do something some with with this disease. Absolutely. We need it. We need a cure. It's a t- it's time. 
All right. That being said, let's not make this too long. You guys stay blessed. Have a great week. We will see you again, same time, same place, next Wednesday. Be blessed. Thanks for watching. Bye.